Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Welcome to the Young Jerks Podcast. Today, an interview with a family that is facing housing eviction, losing their housing. Because the husband and wife, Francine and Tim, are medical cannabis patients in the state of Massachusetts. Tonight, I'm going to speak to Francine about the situation, what she's doing about it to fight it, and hopefully win, and how the law actually may help Francine, her husband Tim, and others like her in Massachusetts, and our recommendations and advice for other patients fighting evictions, fighting landlords, because of their medical use of cannabis. You do have power. You do have leverage in the situation if you basically do what Francine has done. I'm going to speak to Francine and hopefully help a lot of other patients out tonight. If you're facing eviction for medical cannabis, this is definitely an episode that you want to listen to. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks, we'll be right back with Francine. Stick around. Have you on a podcast tonight to talk about what you're going through? You had emailed me about your housing situation, your family, and your, your medical cannabis. You're a medical cannabis patient? Well, my right now my husband has a, a medical card, and I let my card lapse once uh, medical once marijuana was legalized, and I get by it and pay a tax. Um, I don't need it quite as much as Tim does, so um, I actually am getting my card renewed probably next month. But I don't really have to have it. As far as being in the house, we have a medical card. And, uh, and, and, it's, it, I, mean, and the, I mean, the way I look at it, too, it's uh, a card is just a certification. It doesn't mean that you're not a medical cannabis patient. I've come across so many cannabis patients that don't have cards, you know, for a number of reasons. Well, like me, at certain points, I didn't have a card, and I still had the same medical condition I was using it for. So I mean, exactly. It's just I have a very rare condition. I have a very rare uh, brain disease. It's a cerebral white matter brain disease, undiagnosed because the scars that are on my brain are so unusual they don't match up to any. Uh, like it's not neurosarcoidosis or Parkinson's or MS. It's scars all around my brainstem that have probably been there a long time. And uh, they affect everything in my body. So I'm in a situation where uh, medical marijuana definitely helps me, but it helps my tremors and whatnot. But my husband is... He was on opiates for 20 years, Mike. And medical marijuana got him off opiates 100%. Hasn't been on them since medical marijuana started in Massachusetts. That's a fact. So, I mean, that's... When you're talking about... Amazing. I hear this so often, too. I hear it a lot. But it's just amazing when you hear, you know, another person that's off opiates. What was why was he on opiates for ten years? Tim has what's called failed back syndrome. 
he's had two major back surgeries on his back early, like uh, one was in, the second one was in 2002, the first one was in 2000. And what he he sanded and finished hardwood floors for a living. Oh yeah. So yes. right. Well, and it was my actually that was what my family did back in the day. Sure. And um, so probably the worst job you could have. Oh, it's brutal. I know everybody that does that job ends up with a bad back. So I mean, he's lost. He literally lost about three inches in height, and he suffers from a situation that is extremely painful and rely on uh, Oxycontin for literally 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And um, This is so common, too, the back situation, the spine, the nerve pain. I have it. That's what I have. I have issues, pain issues for, you know, almost 20 yep. years. And, and, you know, when I went to the doctor, when I you know, first really... I've always had spinal issues, but I was an athlete when I really heard it the worst time, which, you know, has been pain ever since. Um, the first thing they gave me was the codeine, you know, codeine with Tylenol or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know. Yeah, it's crazy, too. I and do, you know, do you know what the first pain is when you're taking any uh, addictive opiates? The first symptom that you'll get when you come off of them is back pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I did so much research on it and it was just amazing to me that how they treated it, you know, and now honestly medical marijuana has it's not just you know I don't know if you're familiar with how the terpenes work and how oh, all yeah. that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, and S M I and it's a that's a big deal to me to, you know, know what you're taking, to know what, whether it's a, a indica or a sativa. I steer away completely from sativa because they're not good for my brain. My brain goes, my brain's like a horror show on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a jolly also, you know, I'm really quite adorable. Um, but what it is is, I have what's called a silent disease. So I look like a normal 62-year-old, but I'm not. I'm like, a, I have a body that's failing like a person in my not in the 90s because brain, of these scars. Brain issues are, are very hard. They're very difficult. It affects everything. It's, yes. And I'm lucky to have this of my husband and the fact is we've lived in this has been our home this complex for 26 years and these people know me they know I'm sick this is not a new thing to them they've been through it with me they saw me in a wheelchair when I couldn't walk for a month at one point so these are people that know both Tim and I have disabilities they know that our financial situation was terrible because I supported our family. And when I got sick and when my brain stopped working, I had to shut my business down. I was traveling. I made a lot of money, but I couldn't do it anymore. 
you know, and they knew all this. They knew our kids. My daughter and her husband were helping us financially and hired movers for us to move across the street to downsize to this smaller apartment. And now to throw us out on the street, which is literally what they're doing. Now, why are they throwing you out the street? What is their rationale? Well, the rationale, uh, the eviction, the eviction itself um, would, in effect, cause us to be homeless. Well, why, are they, why are they evicting? Now, what is the, like, the, the reason? Their reason yeah, they're, okay, their reason for evicting us is, and I'll read it to you from what they sent us. Your tenancy is being terminated because of your conduct and actions, both singularly and collectively, as described herein, uh, which resulted in multiple serious violations of your lease. Specifically, you are in violation of the no smoking policy for the property, and you breached the quiet enjoyment of other residents and you have repeatedly and excessively contacted the office. Now, the other residence is one resident. Um, the no smoking policy refers to the marijuana. And excessively contacting the office was because they called me 20 times and they never called me back. And the police department actually said, you need to blow up your landlord's phone until they answer your uh, questions and until they respond to your complaints. And um, and the, the quiet enjoyment is this one girl next door who it turns out is related to the owner of the building. And she... Um, What's this out? She threatened me over the patio, telling me, you're going to be so sorry about all this time. You're going to pay. And none of these are reasons to evict someone when there's only, you know, we said, tell us what all these complaints are that you're talking about. Because we know all our neighbors. Nobody has complained about us at all. In fact, you're all pretty supportive of everything. And if yeah. you, have you received eviction notice? Oh, yeah. That, this is, uh, that's from the notice to quit, okay. which we got on July 26th. So that was the eviction and, notice. Okay. Well, that's not actually, that's the notice to quit, and then the notice eviction notice came seven days later. Okay. Um, that came by, from the sheriff, um, which, again, you know, we're, Listen, we're 62 years old. We're both sick. We've lived here all these years. We never had any complaints from anyone, ever, Mike, ever. I mean, everybody knows us. I'm that cute lady with the coconut chain. And, I mean, one of the things that it says, 
the fact that you may have a prescription for marijuana, which we have not seen, but in this instance is irrelevant, does not negate the no smoking policy. No substance can be smoked in violation of that policy. And that's a fact. And the fact is we admitted to them that we smoked out on the patio. And they told us uh, what to do and followed what they said. And we have been quietly living our life here and we got evicted. Now, there's a family across the way that lived in the same building we used to live in that set fire to their balcony with cigarettes. And they still live here and actually got their lease renewed. Mm, so some selective enforcement going on. Well, that's the whole thing. There's a gentleman that smoked his cigar down by the pool. And he's within 20 feet of the pool. And, and he doesn't get evicted. He's down there renewing a lot of times. Maintenance is down there. When he's down there. I mean, it's you what know, I would suggest is that you get some video of that. And oh, I have that pictures. And your pictures. Oh, you got pictures? Because you, you, no, the next part I'm, that people need to know is that you're, you're going to fight this. You're not going to go. Well, right. And that's the thing now. Here's where we are right now. Yeah. And this is important, that people know that they have rights. When you are getting evicted in a fall, basically what they're doing here is they're evicting me where I'm at fault. No financial. My rent's all paid. It has nothing to do with rent. It's an at-fault eviction. So, basically, they're trying to put fault on me. And that means that I have the right to request discovery. Now, you get this paperwork from the um, sheriff and it sets a court date. In this case, this paperwork said the 22nd of August. But once you request discovery, it moves up two weeks automatically. So, I mean, back, back up. Anyways, it ends up in September. And discovery is means that they have to fill out this 30-question form and give all the answers to me. And it has, and they have to show proof. You know, this, they have to name names of who the complaints were from. And they, it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to get all that from them. Then when I go to court, the first hearing on the first, I've requested a jury trial. They don't know that I can do that, but I can. That's going to make it wait longer. And I'm also doing the defense, and I'm doing counterclaims. And what's really interesting is if you fill everything out exact, and you have counterclaims, um, especially if there's retaliation, the landlord uh, 
Christian end up having to pay you uh, three times. Yeah, rent. They, they call that triple damages. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so right. you're going to take, take it back to them and fight them and uh, make it a headache and get more time and get more information on how they decided and who complained and if they're truthful. And uh, you might win because, you know, medical you know, I think we're is someone protected. And the, the more we go to court on these issues, it seems like we do win, actually, because the judges in the court guess that the law has changed. <laughs> Well, so, it's the not just that. gives you protections. Right. It's not just that. It's the fact that, listen, I've lived here 26 years. What am I supposed to do with an eviction all of a sudden and no landlord preference? You're throwing me out on the street. I mean, for all practical purposes, what a nasty thing to do, you know? When... The one, what the court's going to say is, you need to mediate. I've already sent the lawyer exactly. uh, a letter saying, I'm ready to mediate. And here's the other thing. They were rebating us $350 every month because my husband cleaned the hallways for them. So they know that we're used to a rent paying out rent that is $350 less than what is normal here. So the rent here in this apartment is $975 a month. And we deduct $350 off of what we pay every month, so we only pay $625. And that's what I'm asking the judge for in my counterclaim, I'm asking the judge to award me a two-year lease of $625 a month. And um, I honestly think that's fair. And I hope he awards it that way. I think that it's time that these corporate owners realize that they can't push people around when someone has a disability and has a prescription for something, you can't throw them out because they use their prescription the way you don't want them to. Exactly. So, Especially where you have people smoking, too. I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, no smoking rule. Um, Francine, have you had help on this? It sounds like you, I, I, from talking to you earlier, you might have had some help. Have you? Because I know a lot of people in a similar situation, they wouldn't know where to turn. Where did you turn? Like, how did you... I started Googling, first of all. I started Googling all kinds of different things. Um, I tend to be a detail-oriented person when my brain was normal. I'm the one that took care of my parents and Medicare and details, details. And what I ended up, uh, I ended up getting this lady on the phone that from the Hamden County Bar Association who told me that there is once a month a free lawyer that deals in housing. It's the first Monday of every month. There you go. And so Tim went up and met, and this lawyer pretty much said, here's my card, dude. Um, He was pretty certain about how we were going to make out, and he's the one who told my husband about the discovery option 
and and gave him the answer for him ahead of time. People get scared, Mike. And they're getting evicted, and it's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, except for my daughter being sick when she was little, you know, uh, and she needed surgery. That's scary stuff. This, though, listen, I supported this home all, all through our marriage. Uh, my husband's been disabled since 2000, and I worked two jobs, and I got my kids for grad school and supported our home, and then I got sick. And it's just not right to take advantage of me just because you think you can. Well, you can't. And people need to know that. Discovery is the main thing, and I think a lot of people get so scared they don't know that they actually have rights. And they have a lot of power if they, if they go to court on this. And this has uh, become a big issue in Massachusetts, like just in you know, not just for cannabis, but just housing in general. Which, like, you know, we just did a another podcast about a a landlord who's buying up all the properties in a certain city. He's one or two or three landlords that are doing this. He's over 800 properties himself. Charges all the same rents. He buys up the buildings and increases the rent by fifty percent. <laughs> I was reading about that. And so, yeah, we we yep. did uh, some coverage of that with the tenants, and so it's just this is like an ongoing issue. And uh, a lot of times, some of the talk radio shows, like NPR has a show in Boston, WQBH, uh, it becomes a big issue about uh, the state offering legal assistance for people who have low incomes because. We, you know, we they offer legal assistance if you have a criminal case, but they don't offer it to people uh, from so they do not. housing court. Two hundred dollars an hour. If you go to right. housing court and hire a lawyer there, two hundred dollars right. an hour. And that's why it's important people do look and find. Like, thank God you're, you you guys did find uh, some help, and that was free. That's awesome. But uh, well, we also got in touch with uh, with normal and and normal sent emails out to their lawyers, and one of their lawyers got back to us. He's the one who, uh, that email is the one that told me that it is illegal to evict someone for using medical marijuana. It's straight out, right. Well, you do have protections. I'm pretty damn sure you do have protections at this point. I think we all have protections, and it's going to be good to find out. I can't wait. It really is. You know, I'm hoping that you're going to win this, and we're going to Really I think I am, and I hope I am, and I hope I can inspire other people to work towards it. This is going to break it um, in the Springfield newspapers uh, probably tomorrow or the next day or thereabouts. Shira, Jim yeah, Awesome. Yeah, she submitted it today. Awesome. So I'm excited to see how that comes out. I, what I appreciate is the voice it gives me. And not just gives me, but gives other people. You know, I think you're a rock star for doing this, for, for agreeing to you know get it up to the press, for following up, and just for doing this to make sure that you fight it, not just for yourself. Obviously, it's really important for your family right now, but for everybody else, too, because there are so many people. Ever since we passed legalization, it seemed like so many of these landlords passed me no smoking rules everywhere. All of a sudden, smoking, like they didn't care about the tobacco smoking for years, but all of a sudden, cannabis gets legalized and they all have these new rules. And it really, who's it punishing I most? Agree with that. Patients. Yep. 
you know, that don't really? have a lot of options. So thank God you're doing well, it. Well, and also more. it's the fact that we, I never did this for these people. This has been, you know, it's on my coffee table. You know, you're in and out of my home, and I've even spoken to the owners about my history and what are they know us. So this is a, almost as like a, a vengeance for some reason to, hey, MGM opened. There's a wait list now at this complex. Maybe they want to make more money. Yeah. A lot of times it's money motivated, too, so. I really hope you win this. Um, Me too. You know? I appreciate you. Where, and where are you located in Massachusetts? I'm, I'm, is this? I'm outside of Springfield. I'm in Agawam. Agawam. Oh, I know Agawam. Yep. I went yep. to uh, Bridgewater State College. There was a good kid from Agawam named Tim Burns. <laughs> and I know Agawam from high school wrestling. Man, we kind of had good high school wrestlers out in Agawam. High school wrestling? Now, what year did you graduate from high school? Oh, I can't say that. I I. I, my girlfriend has been doing radio longer than I have, but she taught me not to reveal your age. <laughs> I told that that's, true. that's why I was... uh, Well, I'll tell you what. It, depending on your age, let's see. Uh, wrestling, uh, my cousin's son, uh, Gregory Belanger, was a wrestler. He was killed in the war, and he was a very well-known wrestler in uh, uh, up in the Deerfield area. You don't know that name, do you? It sounds familiar. It's funny. It's Greg Belanger, and he knew. Uh, when you say Deerfield, yeah. We, did he wrestle like Mount Deerfield or one of the Mount Greylock? No, that's Mount Greylock. Sorry. No, no, no. Deerfield public school. Public yeah. schools up there. That's just where he lived. But, uh, yeah, he never give away. Well, I don't mind giving away mine because I have earned it. You know, I'm 62, and I'm proud of what I've done, and here I am, you know. You know. The cute old lady with the polka dot exchange. <laughs> Thank you so much tonight, Francine, for sharing tonight, including your age. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you're much you have to do so. I'm, I'm, I'm too, yeah. I'm too afraid to. That's the one thing I hold on to. I've given away almost all my other secrets to in this podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, you gotta have some secrets. Your girlfriend, she's, she's probably right because you know. Uh, Hey, well, never, yeah. never and I'm even more sensitive now because when I first started the show, everyone was like, yeah, yeah, the young jerks, that sounds really good. And now lately <laughs> people have been saying, um, where are the young jerks? You just look like the old jerks. I'm getting used to it. Show's been running a while. Yeah, my husband has a great beard, and he, he shaved it recently because he felt like it was making him look too old. Oh, gray beard. I know all about that. I have blonde hair and gray beard. Well, at least with blonde hair, it doesn't look as noticeable. Yeah, it's funny. All right. Well, I, I thank you so much, Francine. And keep us updated. We can't wait to, uh, you know, hopefully announce that you won this because I, I really, I'm really rooting for you because. Well, my hope is that we go into court on September 5th and the judge looks at all this and dismisses it and awards me everything that I need to just move on with my life. That's all we really want. That's what we hope. And and one last thing, if if, if other people are facing this, what kind of advice would you give them if they're they're looking at a landlord all of a sudden evicting them over their medical cannabis use? First, contact normal 
they're going to give you your best leads in the area um, and websites and possible um, free legal help. Excuse me. And second, contact the Bar Association in your area and ask them if there are any free lawyer services in your area, and they will tell you. And go to them and talk to them because that's, you've got to know your rights. And your landlord's not going to tell you your rights. So that's it. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks a real lot for advocating for people, for what you do, because um, your voice helps our voice. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I would say the same right back at you, because I couldn't do this type of programming and content without people like you. Yeah. Well, we all have to try to do work together. It's a crazy, loud, noisy world out there, and kind people have to help other kind people. we got to work together, stick together, and get things done. I agree 100%. And thank you again for everything. And you're welcome. Back. Thank so you. I, I can't wait to see uh, share a story. Share uh, Schoenberg uh, from Mass Live. Uh, uh, what, what's the other name? What's the official name of the newspaper out there? I always forget it. Matthew. It's the Springfield Republican. There. I only do Mass Live now. I, I know the website, MassLive.com. You know, yeah, MassLive.com. Yeah, that's where the story will be, and I uh, can't wait to see it. I also want to give out uh, a shout-out to people that have housing issues as well. I, I think another great resource is City Life Vita Urbana. Uh, we just did a, some coverage of them. They're an amazing organization. I know uh, some folks with them, and their website is CLVU. Org. They'll also give housing assistance and a lot of advice on the website. You can also contact them. So if you're having housing issues, they're also another resource in addition to Normal and the bar that uh, Francine had mentioned. And, you know, other lawyer services, a lot of times it's at the universities too. Sometimes they have pro bono lawyers and sometimes you can check in uh, like that. So there's you just got to look and see where you're at and see what's close to you I think is the best call as well. Would you say, Francine? Yep. Absolutely. Know your rights and know that you have rights. And don't be afraid to, to use those rights. Speak up. You know, don't let anybody push you out of your home. I'm not going to let them push me out of my home. I'm going to fight. That's right. Home. That's right. I love fighters. And and the other thing I'd say is uh, look for help. Because people want to help yes. you on this. Like, you know, the courts are going to want to help. I, I agree with you. I, I I can't imagine the judge looking at this case saying, you know what, I want to throw these people out. Because I think most of the cases that they're looking at are like, you know, bad people. You know what I mean? So that don't pay their rent. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. It's like uh, my daughter just, she says to me, Mom, Anybody who looks at you, they can't possibly throw you out. So I I think people need to hear that, realize that, and they need to, you know, look for help, look for resources. Like I said, if you're Mm -hmm. facing a similar situation, clvu.org is right there. National Organization for the Marijuana Laws, normal.org is there. Uh, There's bar associations in every big city and state, definitely. And uh, there's also tons of universities and lawyer services. You just have to search locally and see what's 
available to you because there are a lot of charities that do want to help and they do understand the issue. So, yeah, thank really you so is much the truth. Me. It really is the truth. And thank you, thank you very much, Mike. And uh, you could work for people like me. You, yes, you too. And people could also reach out to you too for help, maybe after you're done with this. I bet. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I feel like if anybody wanted to uh, drop me uh, an email, that would be fine. Uh, my email is praymyrosary at gmail.com. And that's pray, like yeah. I'm praying. I'm praying, you know. Yep. Prayers. Yep. So pray for and then pray. F-O-R. Pray my. Pray my rosary. Pray my. Pray my rosary. Dot, yeah, at uh, gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, we're religious people. That's the other thing, you know. We're just simple people. We pray in our garden, and uh, we live a fairly simple, prayerful life, and just leave us alone. That's right. Leave us alone. I'm, I'm right with you. Pray my rosary at gmail.com. If anyone wants to reach out to Francine, maybe uh, if you're in the media, too, and you want to cover this, you can contact Francine as well. Thank I'm you so glad much, Francine. to speak to anyone, anyone who wants to help. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you. You have a great evening. Um, we're praying. I'm, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pray that you win this case, and I'm hoping you get triple damages, too. I mean, that would be nice. We'll see what happens. That's what we're hoping for, Mike. That's what we're hoping for. You know, I the two-year lease. Prayer. I like that. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck, Francine. Yeah, take care. All right. Bye-bye. Every day, there are lives here to help you live a higher quality of life. The massive product selection at their Wareham dispensary features superior quality flour, vapes, edibles, and more, all derived from locally sourced growers. Experience unparalleled customer service from experts whose knowledge will help you become smarter about your options. Located 10 minutes from the Bourne Bridge, make Verilife Wareham your last stop on the way to the Cape. Reserve an order through Leafly and you'll be on your way in no time. Open 7 days a week from 9am to 9pm. The good vibes start at Verilife.